0: Someone once told me the
1: grass is much greener A lot of people are watching along with us. Things are going to be taken a lot further.
0: It does keep the flow really, really nicely, which makes it a show that was really ahead of its time. Where's that petrified eyeball at now? Who's had it last? Macy is amazing and she doesn't care about what other people think about her.
2: Don't you feel like maybe Dodie represents the instinctive
1: animal ugly part of us? I might have just been having a bad day when I gave it the mat. I can't caprice, priest, priest. We don't say Muslims, we say me. Someone once told me the
0: grass is much greener on the other side.
2: Hello and welcome to We're In Between, the podcast where we discuss an episode about As Told by Ginger once a week, every week. For those of you guys who've been keeping track, sorry, it's been a while since I've been around. Uh, Life's been keeping me plenty busy and I just haven't quite been able to jump in on the last few podcasts, but I'm back, don't worry, I'm still around, still alive, still kicking. So I figured real quick, I'm just going to run through my sort of quick overarching thoughts on the last sort of episodes that we missed uh, Lunatic Lake, I'm um, gonna start out and just say I'll give that one a yay. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought that it had a lot of sort of interesting things and sort of into the insight of how we view other families versus our own, and I just thought it was really well done. Uh, April's Fools, I'm gonna go ahead and give a meh. Uh, it just didn't didn't really do it for me. I don't know, it kind of, I don't know, just, just the whole thing. Ginger's joke was pretty clearly not the best way to go. It sort of seemed out of character to me that she, uh, you know, decided that it'd be really funny to write a fake love letter. I don't know. Just the whole thing was just, just seemed a little little out there to me and, I don't know, just, just didn't, didn't quite do it. And then the last one was uh, Miss Foutley's Boys, which, actually, I enjoyed this one a lot. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with a yay on this one. And partially, part of me <laughs> felt uncomfortable watching it for quite quite a few moments in there you know it's it's kind of hard to see that struggle of ginger trying to decide whether or not to sort of break this up with her mom and sort of seeing that all go down but overall i thought one it has that continuity from i forgot the the guy's name
0: Uh, buzz from tgif
2: yes 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 so that the continuity always well appreciated and i I just do think it's nice to sort of see miss foutley get to sort of, you know, have a little bit of a love life. And I think we also got the very end there, you know, she gets asked out by somebody who seems a little bit more worth her time. But I thought the setup into that was uh, well done. So that pretty much wraps up all my feelings on that. And uh, this week we will be discussing love with a proper transfer student. In this one, Dodie signs up for the school musical and hopes that she will get the lead part and be able to kiss the uh the transfer student Joaquin. But Ginger secretly also has a crush on Joaquin, and uh there's there's a whole whole ordeal with that and sort of, you know, Dodie wanting her to set um her up with Joaquin and Ginger secretly being into him and there's all that. And then we also have the side plot with Carl and Hoodsy concocting a love potion that they, uh, they think Ginger drank and think that that is the reason for this entire love triangle mess that it is.
0: All right. Um, now, right before we discuss about this episode, you guys talked about this in a previous episode of the Fred and I Nicktoons podcast, correct?
1: That's right. We did it on our School Plays podcast on FNN.
0: Alright, so I guess we can get things started So, uh, the episode begins with Ginger, Dodie, and Macy at the cafeteria Sitting around and basically being completely bored that nothing interesting has happened Until Dodie sees that Joaquin, the new transfer student, is making his way into the lunch table And Dodie starts having a huge crush on him Which is sort of unfamiliar to the huge crush that she had with Dustin in April's Fools which uh, The episode we talked about a few weeks ago but this time, she's really, really smitten on Joaquin, talking about, like, oh, is his eyes uh, this color or this color? Or what kind of shirt does he wear? Or what is their, what are his activities? What's his favorite color? And so uh, she sees Joaquin signing up for the school play called Mambo and the Cat Skills. And it's supposed to be a play about, like, uh, a girl and her family. They take a vacation, and, um, you know, she meets up with this guy, and they have this... Um, love for Latin dance, which it kind of reminds me of Dirty Dancing Havana Nights, if you ever seen that movie. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's the movie about where the girl and her family go over to Cuba around the 1960s for, like, a vacation, and then she meets up with... Um, the server boy and he teaches her about dancing and they start falling in love with one another and this was like during the uh the cuban revolution it definitely kind of reminded me a little bit about that but this episode came out two years before that movie so um yeah it's kind of interesting
1: yeah i remember the first time we watched this we didn't really know what the cat skills were so we were kind of confused about that but it's a, a mountain range in new york right
0: yeah, it is. The Catskills is in in upstate New York. Yeah. So, are they vacationing in Catskills, New York, is there um a a Latin country that has Catskill mountains? I don't know. <laughs>
1: A lot of unanswered questions. This episode is very decidedly not about the musical within the show.
0: Oh no, no, no! It's not like uh, previous episodes in which it does feature a musical, like you guys were talking about with, uh, you know, Hey Arnold, in which they had the Romeo and Juliet play, and then there was Jimmy Neutron, <laughs> where they had and their there's play. always a
1: kiss. Yes. They love to put kisses in those plots. <laughs> uh,
0: I know. It seems like with... I mean, the only play that I've... I, 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 no, actually, no. Scratch that. I mean, even Cow and Chicken did a play called The Ugliest Weenie and involved with Chicken wanting to get a kiss with the girl, but then Cow had to play the role because, you know, she got sick from some disease. So, yeah, oh the whole God. kissing thing was gone, and it just had, like, this huge musical number.
1: And we can't forget about... uh Poopy and Explodey from Ren and Stimpy.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that was showcasing a cartoon that wasn't a play. Right. But That's yeah, true, exactly.
1: But it's all about that kiss.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Always. Yeah, um, Explody, can I have a kiss? Uh, I don't know, Poopy. Uh, give me some time to think about it. Twenty-three years later. <laughs>
1: So bizarre. We just discussed that episode on FNN.
0: Yeah, I was the one who actually recommended these uh, episodes to, for you guys, uh, for yep. Casey and Ashley to watch.
1: They were wacky. Didn't quite enjoy them as much as the Angry Beavers recommendations, but for Ren and Stimpy, they were great. I was being <laughs>
0: easy on you, by the way.
1: <laughs> uh, we should probably talk about it as told by Ginger. Sorry about that.
2: Yeah, getting back on.
1: I like how this is such a real thing that... Dodie, Ginger, and Macy all kind of immediately are interested in Joaquin. That's such a real thing of like an entire friend group falling for one person at once. Well,
2: oh, especially with the transfer students. I, I feel like this was always a thing. Like, I. Casey, if you remember, there was a. Students from Spain would come to, uh. Come for. I don't remember. I it wasn't the whole semester, I don't think.
1: It was a while. They'd come for a few weeks at least.
2: It was a while, but everyone. Everyone was just obsessed with them. I don't. I. Something about something about foreign students, you know, you just can't can't help yourself around them. Everyone's got to fall for them. It's like it's like a rule.
0: Yeah, I mean, we even discussed about long, long time ago in the episode "Stealing First in which all the girls had a crush on um, Jean Pierre, and then they had that whole bet with um, if is Ginger going to go first base with him.
1: That's right. I was wondering why this plot seemed a little familiar.
0: Yeah, but instead of a French foreign exchange student, now we have a Spanish foreign exchange student.
1: (laughs) Ah, totally different.
0: Completely different plot. Not recycled whatsoever. All is well. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so Dodie is a little bit nervous about signing up for the play. And so Ginger uh, writes down Dodie's name for her. And at first, Joaquin thought that Ginger was Dodie. And then she gets a little nervous and she was saying like, oh no, that's not my name. My name starts with, something with a G or something, and then she writes down her name, and then he says, oh, well, I'll see you around, Ginger, and he immediately starts having a slight crush on her, while Dodie still has no clue about it, and she's hoping that maybe she would get the uh, the lead role so that she and uh, Joaquin can be able to act together, and so... Uh Yeah, this is actually the most that we've seen Mipsy throughout the entire series so far. And Mipsy, she's terrible at acting. Oh, the
1: worst. So they're all awful. Like, I know it's low-hanging fruit to pick apart middle school acting, but they are so bad.
0: Ronnie! Yeah. I love you, Ronnie! I'm <laughs> acting!
1: But I will say, Macy as a stage manager is perfect. I love that she takes on that role.
0: Yeah and of course you know chet being like the worst ever
1: oh my god with
0: totally man it's like come on
1: seriously he keeps adding words
0: so yeah then um so basically after mipsy um does the lead role then we have to then we go to dodie who acts incredibly over the top and she gets so close to joaquin that he almost falls off the stage and then mizorski pairs uh joaquin with ginger and it's a lot more natural and so much so that Ginger is Ginger has the lead role and Ronnie has the lead role as well. And they're supposed to be the couple and Dodie gets really upset and Dodie uh, locks herself in the bathroom and Ginger calms her and makes uh, a promise that she's going to um, her, hook her up with uh, Joaquin and hopefully that they will be a thing together, which pretty much backfires in this episode.
1: Doty's obsession with Joaquin cracks me up. She's kind of doting on him, and she says, "I just love the way his chest goes up and down when he inhales." And I forget if it's Macy and Ginger, but one of them says, Dodie, that's called breathing." <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah, she she's she's got a lot of gold lines, and this she she says something about uh, speaking of gold at some point. She's like, "Do you think that Joaquin's eyes are brown or brown with gold specks?" Just like ridiculous. Tiny little things that she's obsessed with. This entire this entire episode. It's very doty though. To be fair,
0: mm. <laughs> moving over to Carlin Hoodsey's plot. So it starts off with Carlin Hoodsey putting a little, um, you know. Um, walkie-talkie right, like, right by their marshmallows where they give the hot chocolate to the girls. And so they come up with an idea of creating a love potion. A love potion that is so potent that they'll be able to become millionaires by selling it.
1: Would you call it a love potent? Potion. <laughs> Just an awful pun. Ah. Uh. <laughs>
2: Why are you like this, Casey? Why are you like this?
1: I can't stop. You guys need to cut me off. I get carried away.
2: Someday, someday.
0: <laughs> yeah, and also, um, you know, he gives uh, Lois the ingredients, and he's saying like, "Oh, I want to be able to pursue another other things," and I'm thinking about cooking, which he already did. We already discussed about in the episode uh, "Fast Reputation," where he had the um, the food cart. So I am kind of curious on why Lois is curious that Carl would want to do a cooking phase when he already had one. But um, here's the thing, you see, the ingredients that Carl picks up for the love potion, he wants to pick up things like oysters and chocolate and chili peppers and stuff like that, which um, it is true that that does provide love, but not platonic love, more like arousing love, because those are aphrodisiacs.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's a little uncomfortable this whole side plot.
0: But then again, you know, Carl is a kid and he probably thinks that he you know, all these ingredients produce platonic love.
1: Yeah, he's not his mind isn't in the gutter in this. I'm sure in a couple years it will be, but I don't think he's quite there yet.
0: Yeah, exactly. So Yeah, he's not gonna be creating an aphrodisiac potion for Joaquin and Ginger to be doing anything other than just going first base so yeah sorry about that everybody anyways <laughs> so, so they have to improvise with uh, the ingredients because the you know lois can only grab so much so instead of oysters they um they use fish sticks instead of uh pumpkin pie they use a pumpkin flavored chewing gum and instead of um the saliva of a spanish fighting bull they use the saliva of a bulldog which uh it's kind of funny because Carl wanted to buy the saliva online, and I looked this up, and there is no such thing.
2: I would assume not right who Who would that be the consumer for I mean who who needs such a thing in their lives, other than Carl, of course, but you know
1: well, and then at the end, we bring back that classic line slash joke that comes back again and and again, uh Carl says, "I need to see a man about some saliva." <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, so Carl decides to whip up the uh, the love potion, and he decides very smartly um, when Hoodsy gave him the suggestion that uh, they should dump all the drinks that uh, Lois just recently picked up from the grocery store so that Ginger can be able to have this as the only drink that she can be able to have. And, um, you know, Carl and Hoodie uh, assume that Ginger has already drank it. And so uh, throughout the episode, we see that uh, Ginger and Joaquin are starting to become a lot more closer towards one another, especially when they go over to the uh, the dressing room. And Ginger learns a little bit more about Joaquin and how they seem to have a lot of things in common. And then, of course, we get into the scene where they're at the gazebo and they both kissed.
1: Yeah, and now the sort of main conflict of the episode is in full bloom. Ginger, you know, fighting her own feelings because her friend has sort of claimed a boy. And I don't know, this. I don't think this episode paints Dodie in a favorable light.
2: Yeah, which, I mean, she is only human at the end of the day, and I I generally appreciate a show that doesn't have a perfect protagonist, right? So I think I think it's kind of plausible. I mean, usually when you get into these sorts of weird relationshipy, feelingsy things, especially for the first time with your friends. Things, Things can get a little iffy, but yeah. No, she's, she's definitely not 100% in the right either.
0: Yeah, although it's kind of funny, and this was um, part of a spoiler question that Casey was not involved in, but I could say it. So um, whenever Melissa had to, um, you know, uh, be with, um, you know, the, whatever boyfriend that she was going to be having throughout the week, whether it be somebody like Sasha or Joaquin, she said that they were played by, uh, you know, actors who are much younger, and she felt really uncomfortable. And she thought it was pretty funny that when she was acting, it's like, oh, I love you or whatever. It turned out to be somebody who was like, well, you know, she was like at the time, like in her late 20s, early 30s. And they were like much younger. And she was she just found it to be kind of funny. The only exception would have to be, uh, you know, Jean-Pierre. Because Jean-Pierre was voiced by Lorraine Newman, who voices uh, uh, Lois. So... Yeah, I just find it funny, like, now knowing that, you know, in, like, the -the behind-the-scenes thing that Melissa, you know, would be, you know, voicing Ginger, who's this preteen, and the other person, who would be, like, the boyfriend of the week, would be somebody a lot younger.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, these are the types of things that I definitely didn't think about while originally watching the show, but yeah, I could, I could see that being pretty uncomfortable.
1: Now, the most important part of this show, the potato chip chicken casserole, can we discuss this? (laughs) It sounds delicious, but I have never heard of it or had it. Is can A quick Googling reveals this is uh, a real thing. I know, Ashley, we uh, were confused about this on FNN.
2: I think, Casey, this should go in the list of things where anytime, anytime a weird food shows up, I'm like, Casey, we should make this.
1: Oh, yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, Ashley and I have... A, we it, This is worth getting into. Ashley and I have a long history of... Buying weird desserts, and it all started with uh, Fairly Odd Parents. Was it Uh Where Crocker has an ice cream stand, and one of the kids says, I want strawberry chunk cake. And we were like, What on earth is that? And we, got, we wanted to get some, and then we didn't. And the story is a lot lamer than it sounded in my head. But there you go. You know,
2: we also found a recipe specifically called Strawberry Chunk Cake online, and we debated baking that for years. We never have. So I think potato chip chicken casserole should go on the list of foods we will probably never make, but are going to pretend that one day we will.
0: Yeah. Uh there's probably a lot of foods that are shown on Nickelodeon that you want to make for yourself. Like, you know, ever since I was a kid, you know, I've always wanted to try like what what would a honker burger taste like or um, <laughs> you know, what about that candy from Jimmy Neutron? Like, what would that right. taste like?
1: Or, or purple, you know, purple, slurp. Or
0: purple Flurp. Or purple slurp or um uh, you know, maybe um fried chicken from choky chicken or Or uh, even
1: uh, a Krabby Patty, of or course. Even, yeah,
0: or even a Krabby Patty, exactly. So yeah, there's always like weird food. I mean, even last year um I did a um a video um uh, celebrating Clarissa Month where I made three tofu inspired dishes because uh the main um Clarissa's mom was a huge huge, um, you know, fan of cooking everything with tofu, so yeah, that'd be fun if you guys can make, like, Nickelodeon-themed uh, or inspired foods you know, there's a lot of it And As Told by Ginger, there's um, the Sloppy Janes, there's the uh, pigs in a blanket, there's the, um, you know, the food cart where they have, like, the the, the fried um, bunions and the feet loaf and trash potatoes, so yeah, I mean, you could easily make, like, a Nickelodeon-themed cookbook
1: for sure. Or even a Nickelodeon food podcast. Wouldn't that be something? Specifically, we just try Carl's Weird Recipes and we'd have like maybe 5% of the listeners we have now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, but anyway, in the, in the episode, um trying to think of what other points I had before we start to wrap up the plot i do i love chet i think he's so funny i know you might not agree patricia i think he's great
0: (laughs) he is great but i'm just talking about like with this role that he's playing in which he's supposed to be like the dad and he's supposed to be serious and saying like um dear we shouldn't let our daughter hang out with um line
1: (laughs) yeah and like the teacher says the words totally and man aren't in the script and he says it's like improvisation (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do like Chet, but just not as an actor.
2: Oh, if you were a real life person, no, I would, I would never have him play anything with lines. Maybe one line tops. But I mean, we also have to consider it's a middle school, right? That the talent pool is limited. You gotta, you gotta make some sacrifices.
1: Oh, also, my hot take on Mipsy. I see her as like Diet Courtney or like Courtney Light, <laughs> sort of like <laughs> just little hints of that. Personality, but not as fully formed.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could, I could, I can totally see that. Absolutely. But yeah, don't worry. We will definitely know a little bit more about Mipsy later on throughout the series. And oh, good. Yeah. Good. It, it becomes pretty, uh, interesting. I'll just let you know about that. But yeah, so yeah, um, in, in this episode, yeah, we just see Mipsy as she's trying to be a good actress, but she's totally not. And she's always, she's fighting Mizorski, trying to get Chet to act, uh, more appropriate for the role but it's just not working so yeah so we have um you know ginger and joaquin kissing and doty is shocked by it thinking that now ginger and joaquin are a thing and so she is not talking to her whatsoever and of course ginger is feeling really sad about that she felt like she betrayed doty and uh we have of course Lois being the amazing mom that she is she sits down right by um Ginger's door and she talks about hey you know you should follow your heart i know this sounds like an after school special lesson but you know you have to th- um you have to um th- you know decide on what you think is best so of course you know uh, Ginger decides that she is going to approach Joaquin saying that she is not interested in dating him, that she they just want to be simply friends. And um, this line that she says about, like, you know, relationships are temporary, but, um, you know, best friends are forever. I'm very mixed with this.
2: I think we talked about this, too, uh, especially middle school. I can tell you I have... One friend, actually, was pretty close, and we were acquaintances back in middle school, but the vast majority of people that I was friends with in middle school, we haven't kept in touch, right? Like, there's some limitations to whether or not that's gonna last forever.
0: Yeah, same here. Pretty much nobody that I knew in middle school I kept in <laughs> contact with. I mean, with the exception of, like, uh, in elementary school, the only person I've kept in touch with is Kevin, and I do have a handful of friends from high school and college, but middle school, no. I have not kept in touch with anybody. And you know, it's the same thing with friends. It's like you know, friends aren't, best friends are not forever. They can also break up or move on to other things. We even discussed about this in the episode Gym Class Confidential in which Ginger is concerned about, you know, whether Dodie and Macy are going to be moving on to different things when Macy is not wanting to watch the movie and you know, wanting to grow up just like all the other girls. And we have Lois talking about oh that she used to have this friend in college and they used to be really close but now they're they just talk every once in a while so yeah I mean I guess this is sort of like um you know Ginger's decision on wanting to keep the friendship with Dodie but I mean you know and don't get me wrong friendships can last forever but yeah I'm kind of mixed with what Ginger said I mean you know it can happen to both cases. I mean, you can have a best friend and you can have a boyfriend, although in this case it doesn't work.
2: I guess I will say, I think I think overall, probably more people have stayed friends since middle school than have stayed dating since middle school. And I, I don't know, obviously, actual t- statistics on that, but I I feel like the average relationship does not last when it starts in middle school and probably more people have friends from middle school than boyfriends from middle school. That's fair. But yeah, forever, bit of a stretch.
0: So, yeah, I guess the episode concludes with um, Carl confessing to Ginger that he was the one responsible for Ginger going absolutely insane with loving Joaquin because she drank his love potion. But then she says, well, I thank you for taking responsibility for ruining my life. You know, that's a new thing for you, Carl. But unfortunately, that drink was for mom, not for me. And so he realized, oh, no, the thing didn't work whatsoever. And so that's when we have that end." Enjoy- with Carl wanting to buy the bull saliva saying, hey mom, can I borrow your credit card? I need to see a man about saliva. So yeah, that's how the episode ends.
1: All right, I'm about ready to give my rating. This one, it feels wrong because it's an episode about a musical, but I'm gonna have to give it a meh. I don't know. I was a little underwhelmed re-watching it. It's uh, not a weak episode by any means, but I think I need to get a little pickier and this one doesn't quite cut it.
2: You know, I think I hate how much we always agree on things, but I, I was kinda thinking the same thing. I think the first time I watched it I was more into it, and I think if you asked me before I had watched the rest of the series, this might have even gotten a yay for me, but now that we've sort of seen some of the greatest and the best, I think this one sorta of gets muddled amongst the others. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Met as well. Yeah, same here. I wasn't really too crazy about this episode
0: either. The whole conflict with Ginger, Dodie, and Joaquin, while it, it, it while it is a pretty interesting concept, it pretty much just boils down to the fact that um the message gets kind of muddled and also Carlin Hoodsey's side plot um I just wasn't really feeling it with them trying to make a love potion. I feel like their schemes of, you know, either making money or, um, you know, trying to get attention have been done better elsewhere. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a meh as well.
1: All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We are just past the halfway point. I've been having a great time. uh, And seeing your guys' comments on the YouTube pages and on our forum, of course. So go check that out. Next up, we'll have Family Therapy, episode 33 of the series episode 32 of We're In Between. See you next time.